0: In a world full of anger, strife, and plagues, a constant struggle is battled out between good and evil, right and wrong. And for over seven years, the IndieCast is here to try to make you forget all of that. With interviews, pop culture talk, and the best in sexual innuendo. So sit back and relax as Chad, Zach, and Luna
1: welcome you to the IndieCast exclusively on the wrestling nerds radio network hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the indie cast i am zach romero uh, i will be playing the role of barbara walters tonight i will be sitting down with a talent here and uh having a one-on-one exclusive interview uh and we're gonna go way into the nitty-gritty but before we get this whole ball of wax rolling uh of course we're gonna take a moment to you know uh discuss that everything is still, we're, we're carrying on the tradition that the whole fucking world is on fire. Um, pro wrestling is, is, is a cesspool and, and there's a whole speaking out movement that we are obviously watching in and, 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 uh, and supporting those of who have been victimized and, and all that. And, and there's changes coming down the pipeline for, um, people that fully Gimmick has worked with people that punk pro has worked with. Um, from the top down and uh, as well as the, the, the Wrestling News Radio Network. So those are going to be announcements and changes and things like that because we want to make our little corner of wrestling and pop culture as safe and as enjoyable as it can be for everybody. So uh, without further ado, I just want to get that all out of the way here and uh, let's actually get down to this interview. Dozens and dozens listening, please allow me to introduce for the first time to the IndieCast, a second generation wrestler, a breakout star during the punk pro secret shows, a good old boy and the best personal assistant in the history of iReyes radio. Please turn your <laughs> ears on for Ron Bass Jr. Ronnie, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Absolutely. Ah man, I didn't I didn't think anyone noticed me being the best personal assistant IRA's radio radio has ever seen, but I'm I mean, without I'm a, a gl- doubt you were. I'm glad that one was thrown in there, man. I just, I, you, Zach, I need to just come to every show that you announce and I need you to do, I need you to be my personal ring announcer.
1: I can for, be the Joel Gertner for you. I can do that. Yes. Forget as, and I like, I
0: don't mean this disrespectfully, forget task force and forget the young professor. We're going to do the personal, the personal ring announcer gimmick. And it's going to be enough. you and I <laughs> I
1: can live
0: with that. I can live yes. with that.
1: So, yeah, thank so... you.
0: Thank you for your compliment, calling me a standout because I only stand I, out because I'm six foot five, three hundred and thirty pounds.
1: Normally the case, yes. However, I think your performance has spoken volumes in the uh, the exploding popularity of the Punk Pro Secret shows. Uh, uh, however, before we dig into that, yes. we have a certain business we have to attend here. Always, uh, because you are a guest on the show, because we're doing the sit down interview, we yes. got to go through what we call the lightning round questions. Talk to me. Anybody who's the first time listener, this is a set of questions that we've put together to run through a lot of the boring, regular questions that ah. most podcasts are going to hit you with. Yep. And that'll probably fall off the rails because I get bored easily. So first <laughs> lightning round question, yes. uh, when was your official debut and who trained you originally?
0: Oh, my official uh, debut, I want to, it's uh, this is terrible. I should remember the date, the exact date. It is September of 2019 i can look it up it is september 27th of 2019
1: okay and where um, let's talk about your training
0: we were trained i was i say we because i debuted in a tag team as the good old boys as you mentioned uh, i was trained by uh Jay lethal and one technical alchemist the technical alchemist david mercury
1: excellent excellent the lethal academy here in florida yes. um i i would say on the cusp of prestigious school it's really produced some really incredible talents
0: oh absolutely um, you so, know, n- no bias whatsoever, but we're the best school and we're the best school in the, and <laughs> the, and the, the tri-county Hillsborough Pinellas, uh, Pasco area. But you know, that's no bias,
1: right? No bias. Um, yeah. so obviously, so t- 2019 is, is your official debut. However, yes. I want to go back being a second generation wrestler. Yes. What is your earliest memory of pro wrestling not necessarily being in it but what is your earliest memory and this is also the question that makes me feel very old
0: okay see but this is the thing though it's a little unfair it's it's not it's it's not uh, not that it's unfair it's but it's not going to make you feel that old because my earliest memories of wrestling is uh my dad had a drawer full of vhs tapes and I'd just be like, hey, Dad, can we watch a tape tonight? And he'd be like, yeah, sure, go pick one. And I would literally just rummage through this, like, literally like a, a drawer, a dresser drawer full of VHSs, and I'd pick one. So, I, like, I, it's it's kind of every it's, – and it's everyone's go-to memory of my dad. But it's uh, Saturday night's main event, I want to say 1984. Okay. It, in the 80s, uh, him versus Brutus the Barber Beefcake, hair versus hair. Um, Excellent. It's that well. That match was the blow off, but the early. I kind of got. I get sidetracked very easily. You'll find out. Uh, The the memory is the week before or a couple weeks before. On I believe it was a either a Saturday morning or like a weeknight tele like televised wrestling. um, My dad gets on the microphone and cuts a scathing promo on Brutus Beefcake and on how he bloodied brutus in a mat after a match with a pair of cowboy spurs like cowboy boots spurs there you go and that was back in the day when they didn't have the live censoring or the live sensor was a red x in the middle of the screen yeah so so they had the red x but you could still see brutus rolling around you could still see him bleeding a little bit and then when they showed the replay it was the same thing but in black and white
1: so that's, that's such an interesting censoring thing, too, because I remember that still being a thing even in the late 90s. Yeah. That they would have just, like, kind of the big X, uh, you know, over the screen, but you could still very clearly see what's going on.
0: Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, but if you'd like my earliest memories of wrestling to date you as an older gentleman. There you go. <laughs> um, my, some of my earliest memories of wrestling uh, that pertain to someone more of my age is... Uh, there you go. Um, the 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 very beginning of the ruthless aggression era. Like okay. I remember, uh, the, it's a kind of like it's a weird mix. I remember the Billy and Chuck, uh, the wedding. I think I'm saying that correctly. Billy and Chuck, right?
1: Yes, correct.
0: I remember Billy and Chuck's wedding is a a weird memory that sticks out to me early on. Uh, John Cena's debut sticks out to me really on re- um, really early on, really strongly. Yeah, re- that's. I think that's like the strongest memory I have of re- like that sticks out is uh him challenging Kurt Angle that night, and um I watched a lot of SmackDown, so like it's all it's, it's all a lot of SmackDown memories because I can only watch wrestling on the weekends.
1: Uh, of course, as many of us had to. That's fair. Yeah, but th-
0: I think those two like because you could you could fill in a bunch of stuff that happened like in between. Like, uh, what's another one that stands out? Oh, um. Uh, I think it was Christian and Chris Jericho or Edge and Chris Jericho. Um, Their clothes get stolen. They come out on stage on Raw
1: with the towels. Okay, first of all, they would never make Edge a punching bag like that. That was 100% Christian and Chris Jericho. (laughs) And Chris Jericho.
0: Yes. Yes, I apologize. I, I, I love Edge, but at the same time, you don't know that. You don't know that they wouldn't have made That early on, they might have made him a punching bag at one point.
1: You know, that... well, I was going to say, there was the Edge and Christian, you know, pausing 10 seconds for photo ops and things yes. like that. So it's not and that he was alien... like, completely serious.
0: The alien sunglasses that went I... up and over okay. to the back of his head. You have a pair, so, don't you?
1: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Again, through the perspective of somebody who is actively old, the 90s fashion is ridiculous that it has come back <laughs> in such a big way. I'm waiting for the early 2000s fashion. Where it was like the alien sunglasses and the like weirdly lot of metallic silver kind of shit in there. I'm waiting for that I to come back that. to throw up all over again.
0: Yeah, but then but then you got to get like the mid 2000s, like the Jinko jeans, or the... God. <laughs> and the And fu- uh,
1: the Jinko jeans and the Fubu jerseys. That's true. Or the um uh the. Uh... Like, basically, I remember in the mid 2000s, everyone trying to dress like they were in the Hardy Boys, it was Like was <laughs> a lot of mesh, a lot of weird <laughs> colors and Jinko jeans.
0: Yeah. And as a as a young person, for me, it was everyone was trying to dress like Nelly.
1: That's true. That's as true. a
0: kid. So it was uh, it was tank tops, still Jinko jeans and uh, uh, an all white pair of high top Air Force ones. There you go. Those were my that was my go to.
1: That's, that's your that's your stepping out outfit. So question that's, number three here in the lightning yes, round. Yes, sir. Uh, jumping away from wrestling because, Absolutely. again, we've already fallen off. Um, are you more of a Marvel or a DC guy?
0: Mar- uh, ooh, Mar- yeah, Marvel. I'm just okay. I'm a Marvel. Yeah. I I love and appreciate both, but like if you were to sit me down and say, hey, what would you rather watch, this set of movies or this set of movies, I'd rather watch a Marvel movie nine and a half out of ten times.
1: Here's the thing I respect about you the fact that you you've treated both companies as companies yes uh nine times out of ten when we asked that question it's never answered as marvel versus dc it's answered as marvel versus batman so the fact that you're taking the good the bad and the ugly involved that i love
0: aquaman i loved aquaman personally
1: I like dolph lundgren you know making the big return as the king i was thrilled about that yes Um, i
0: loved that movie
1: uh, speaking of movies yes what's the last movie to make you cry
0: Oh gosh. Oh man. I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I know. I can tell you, I can tell you it's because it's like, it's because it's because of the emotional importance to me and you're, this is going to make me sound crazy, but Indiana Jones and the last crusade makes me tear up.
1: Oh no, no, no. I totally get that. Yes. Um, Because I, of
0: I, that my, my, was, oh, my sorry, roommate in
1: high school. Yes. Or no, my room. I'm sorry. My roommate in high school. My roommate in college had a very similar sort of hang up in terms of if there was that. Like he was tough as nails. He was a super tough kid. But if there was anything in a show or movie that revolved around like a father and son. Yes. Yep. Like any time, it didn't matter what the premise was. But if any time there's like a moment where the the first character like, you know what, son, I'm proud of you. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> like that was it every single time for
0: me for me it's father-son it's father-son dynamics and um anything involving animals okay fair enough and um the thing about last crusade though is it's not even so much the father-son dynamic as it is um that was like my my first move i remember that being my first movie i ever watched with my dad okay. like as a kid like i remember we would go we went to um we would go to blockbuster um shout out to blockbuster you know right. rest all right i feel less old this is good but, you know yeah you know, big ups to the to the the, the original right. the, the original streaming service and uh, he picked that movie out one day and he played it and ever like ever since then i've if that movie's on i will sit down and watch it
1: start to finish i mean that's also a sign of a great film so you're not oh, wrong that.
0: absolutely um but i know we're in the lightning round but i do want to discuss that um uh, what is it, Later, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the yes. first Indiana Jones, uh, that movie, and I think that movie's terrible. Really? And let me explain why. Okay, because, I like
1: this hot take.
0: And the plot, if you really, if you sit down and really break down the plot of that movie, if you, if you remove Indiana Jones from that movie, the end result is still the same.
1: That's a great point.
0: That Like, that's the end result of the the like the Nazis open the the Ark of the Covenant and then no
1: matter every, what no
0: matter what and everyone gets wiped out and nothing changes. That's a very d- point. He put himself through all of that. All of they put him through all of that for what? For the for the same thing would have happened regardless. So I I understand where it stands in the place of cinematic history, but as an adult now I'm just like meh. Like
1: that's that's a ballsy yeah. take. I mean yeah, you're no, not well, wrong in terms of like the importance of your main character's role in the story. Yes. But I think the effects really do a lot of lifting in that movie, and so that's why it's remained... Of course. You know, such a classic.
0: Oh, absolutely. But I'm, I not de- argue I am, that. I'm not denying you that it is not... I'm not denying you it is a classic movie. It is obviously the, um, the signature installment of Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford. You know? Like... Mm-hmm. Well, not the signature... I, I, that's another personal take but i prefer uh Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones than Han Solo but uh, okay but, and i love star wars brother i like indiana jones is the reason i like star wars
1: now do you subscribe to the the fan theory that indiana jones all the indiana jones movies are a hallucination of han solo when he gets stabbed by kylo ren like as he's dying Excuse his, me. His brain is flooded with what? wait, wait, wait. and the Indiana me? Jones movies are him like hallucinating before he dies.
0: I've never heard of that before, but now I need to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like yeah, that's if you the fan theory.
0: If you had told me it was his hallucinations in the carbonite bath, I would believe you.
1: That's true. I could live with that too. I think that was probably the first draft of that yes. theory before Kylo.
0: We can talk um, about Star Wars in a li- like a later too, because I have some theories about Star Wars too.
1: Oh, well, let me finish my last my last yes. question on yes, on yes, lighting yes. Ground, and then we'll jump to that. Yes. Um, I I was doing my research. I saw you post a meme about this particular topic. So I'm this is a test to see if you're a poser or if you were really living that life. Talk to me. In your opinion, what yes. was the best show? What was your cannot miss show? In the block of programming known as *Tsunami*,
0: oh, oh, you—I mm.
1: did my research. Oh,
0: that—that my friend, that is a—that is a good one. That is a good one. See, and this is difficult because I'm—I have to remember, like, because growing up there was the weird in between of like, when did *Tsunami* stop and *Adult Swim* begin? right that's true so it was always hard for me because i would like i would because i would carry through i would carry through um the uh uh toonami into adult into adult um adult swim but um it was it it was there was a couple of them um astro boy okay i don't know if you remember that i do Uh, that was yeah astro boy i remember and um this was one that started, I don't know if it started in Toonami and then made its way into Saturday morning cartoons or like weekday morning cartoons. But um, for me, it was a, a show called Zoids. Okay. I don't, know, I don't know if you've heard of Zoids. That was I, a I,
1: little, that was a little after me.
0: Yes. Zoids. Um, Zoids was a show that was my young childhood, like early childhood. Um, also, I remember Toonami had different, a bunch of different iterations of uh, Gundam. That's throughout, true, yes. They had like every
1: version of Gundam.
0: Throughout throughout the years, um oh, what was the one? It was literally one syllable repeated over and over again. This might have been after. Yeah, this one I, I'd have to look it up. Um I could tell you more about like what like crossed the line between um it used to cross in between Tsunami and Adult Swim with shows like Inuyasha. Yep, uh, I remember that. Ten, uh Inuyasha Tenchi Muyo cowboy
1: bebop yep i remember that
0: those are like again i can't remember if those were adult swim or toonami but those are like they were all in that weird well, that it time block
1: i was gonna say it doesn't help that also when they I'm, I'm i've looked it up here the uh when they first brought in tom the little robot to host yes. um it was there was the afternoon version of the show but then there was also midnight run which was a late night block I always was on Saturdays that had Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, Voltron, Robotech, Mobile Suit Gundam and Outlaw Star.
0: And that is the one that I remember was the late night weekend one. That is the one that is the one that I remember more. So not the like I was always in school and in like afternoon programs. So I didn't get to watch the one.
1: Right. So when you came home, it was already passed.
0: It was already passed. But I remember staying up late on Saturdays because I was allowed to do that. And um, so that's what you definitely would
1: have been watching. Yep. Oh, what a nice little uh, trip down memory lane here. Oh, yeah. uh, now, before we get to, well, yeah, before we jump into Star Wars, let's hop back to wrestling for 10 seconds here. Um, Wherever you
0: want to go, my friend.
1: <laughs> so you, 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 de- you debuted in 2019. You graduate from the, uh, the Lethal Academy. Yes. And my question to you is yes. you've accomplished a lot in a very short amount of time. And yes. I say short amount of time because. You debuted, you know, basically last quarter of twenty nineteen, yep. and then everything is halted, you know, because of the the pandemic, yeah, you know, just a few months after that, you know. So you
0: were but well, even yeah. in that
1: time, you've still gotten to kind of tour and, and and accomplish some things. So to I guess the students that will come after you, what is what was the first quote unquote real world lesson? you learned in wrestling outside of the training. So you graduate, boom. What's your first lesson that you've learned in the now that you're in the deep end?
0: Dude, this is going to make me sound like an asshole. Good. <laughs> this is going to make me sound like an <laughs> asshole. But, and this was something that I had been pre-prepared for mm-hmm. by, by my trainers, but being on shows and experiencing it firsthand not everybody is going to be as good as you or or okay. or no not everybody is going to be as good as the people that you train with and you have to be ready for that that was the biggest that's honestly the biggest the biggest like lesson is is realizing okay like i can't wrestle like i can't wrestle wrestler x the same way as i i, I can't i can't I don't know how to explain that without being an asshole. It's like, like sometimes people just aren't on your level and you have to drop down to theirs.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: To be kind of, not like just to be kind of brutal about it. Like that's that's the only way there there is to describe it is. Sometimes people will not be as good as you want them to be, but you have to do your best with what you're given.
1: Well, and and sometimes it may not even be you know if I'm going to be you know Johnny apologetic here. sometimes it may not be a skill level thing it may be a comfort thing yeah you know when you're training and you've got the same pool of people that you're working with you're going to get comfortable with that and you're all kind of picking up the same sort of language and and all that and then as soon as you're jumping out into the real world it's like oh hey i'm dealing with people that i didn't train with that we're speaking two totally different languages here yes so i think that's an element of it too but then also like you said some people just aren't there yet, and you got to go. Oh boy! All right, yeah. so we got training wheels on. That's fine. And,
0: and that's and that's that's kind of more what I was hinting at is like there's being uncomfortable someone, and then building the building that interaction with them. But then you have guys that are being trained by like Joe Schmo from South Mississippi, who has only worked Mississippi for twenty years and has only wrestled twice every year for twenty years. That think right. that they they can train someone at the level of a of a Jay Lethal or David Mercury or a Matt Seidel or an AR Fox, you know what I mean? Who are Mm. guys that are wrestling at at a, at a high level, whether it's business, like where they've wrestled or their, the, the, the quality of content that they produce, the quality of their wrestling that are just like the, they're just, there's levels to it. You know what I mean?
1: Of course. Now, without putting anybody specifically on, on blast, yes what what was an example of that that sticks out in your mind where it was like you you wanted to do accomplish something and either you couldn't you flat out couldn't or that like what with again without putting anybody on blast what was that stinging defining moment where you were like oh and then we'll try this and this and they were like i don't know what you're talking about and you were like oh jesus
0: um it's, it's never been a, it's, I, I've never, I've never really had a huge issue with it, but like the, it's the communication thing can come into thing is we wrestled mm-hmm. in, we wrestled in Georgia and, um, it was more, it was, it was more of just like, I don't know if it was a chemistry thing or just like a, Oh, who does a who did what, but like just some things that could have gone better. Like, uh, one thing, man, I'm trying so hard. I'm trying. You're doing
1: good. You're doing good.
0: Trying so hard. You're being very
1: diplomatic right now.
0: I am because I genuinely love. I I genuinely like every match that I've had. I I don't hate it. Good. Every every match that I've had, they have a place they have a place in my short career for a reason, you know. But there are just there are just sometimes where it's like and it's probably a good thing where like you get to wrestle you get to wrestle slower. Um, or, but I guess I'm, I can't, I can't be rude. Just like, damn, this is difficult not to be a complete piece of crap right now. Like, but I'm going to get through it. Uh, we wrestled in Georgia a few times and, um, it was the kids we wrestled. It was, it was, it was more so things that they called like, oh yeah, like, oh yeah, I can do that. And then we'd get in the ring and try to execute, And I'm having to muscle them through their own move kind of deal. Right. Okay. Like, it took me a minute to figure out, uh, like, like, like standing slice bread, Snoop strike does it, you know, Mm -hmm. Snoop and Snoop is a freak of nature, like athlete wise, freak of nature, athlete. So we call this match, we're talking about this match and I'm like, Hey, you can do a, he's like, yeah, I'll do a standing, a standing, uh, slice bread uh after we've done all this stuff to you it'll be your big like your your big bump like yeah, yeah yeah cool man awesome we go for it and i'm ready to pop him up and through and he starts like taking off with me like he's doing the one up off the the run up the corner like the uh who does it the Spanky i think it was the the Brian Kendrick? Yes. I think that's the way he used to do his slice bread where he runs up the the turnbuckles? Yes. And, um, and I'm like, yo, what are you doing? He goes, slice break. I said, you said standing. So we're doing standing and this is my fault for doing it, but like for taking, doing this with him, but I, I grabbed him, he went down and I just pushed him up and over.
1: Right. You and, just went and just hoisted yeah. him up.
0: And that might've been a communication thing. Um, right. but also, um, nah, I can't, I can't tell that story. I can't do it. I had an, <laughs> I had another one, but I won't do it.
1: Well, I but, know, but I know point, that it's.
0: And I know that you know what story I'm talking about.
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> but it's you know, it and that's that's a thing with growing pains. But that's really the the I think the telling tale. That's really the big test in wrestling is that not everyone's going to be at your level. I have whether, another... that's, whether that's your starting out or whether you've yes. been a vet for twenty years. There's gonna be a more. time and a place where you're like, Okay, we gotta figure something else out. All right, so what's your other story that's gonna get you in hot water?
0: Um and I'm not going to name names. I'm not going you to. You better not. I'm not going to drop names. I'm not going to drop who, like where they were trained or anything. Don't try but, to
1: pull, don't try to pull the it rhymes with blah blah. Don't, don't do that.
0: I won't do that. I, I I promise I won't. Uh, but we wrestled a dude who we wrestled Starling and I, Daniel Starling, my tag team partner and I. Here we wrestled
1: name drop on this episode.
0: I mean, look, man, I have to drop his name. That's my partner. That's Good. the better that's the better half of the tag team. I'm putting that out publicly right now. The kid does not get enough credit. He is incredible. Um, him versus Andreas Reyes just happened at ACW this week. Um, he's phenomenal. Trust me. Do not right. sleep on the kid. Sorry. Anyways. Now that my shameless plug of my partner is over, um so my partner we wrestle a team and You know, one of the guys on the team, we've seen it. We've seen him wrestle before. Solid dude. Like we like talking to him. Like working with him. Cool. The other guy, they, him and his partner, the guy that he partnered with, they train together. They say, "Oh yeah, he's solid, real good." Um, the we get into the match. The match starts, and he forgets every single thing that's supposed to happen. Whoopsies. Yep. And he, I'm talking like everything. It just forgets everything. And I mean, we're going over this. We're going through. We're going over this like minutes before the match starts. And he's like, "Yeah, I got it. Yeah, this, 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 and this. Yeah, we get in. The, nope, we get in there. Everything's just out the window." And that's one of those things where it's like, "Brother, if you have a memory thing, just tell me. Just tell me, like, hey, I don't, I don't remember well, or like, I need communication. Like, help me out. Help me. Help you.
1: Help us. Have right, the- because if you if you if you've got the." Foresight to go. Hey, yes. here's a shortcoming of mine. Yes, then you can build the match to, to cover that. that. Yeah, yes. to cover that because with, that. But to to have it be like a birthday surprise of like, hey, by the way, I didn't fucking retain any of what we talked about. It's like, well, now what are we supposed to do?
0: Yep, exactly. And uh, there's a spot in that match where uh, things start to break down, and he, this person, hits me with a nice, not stiff, like snug, snug strike and I threw one back and I, I feel so bad because it looks like I just peppered the absolute shit out of him. Well, and I didn't do it on purpose. I promise you like, but on footage, it looks bad.
1: <laughs> on Footage. It may look incriminating. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So, so l- jumping off of that and now I've never wanted to talk about star Wars more than my goddamn career, but we'll no get either. there. We'll get to the fireworks <laughs> factory. I promise. Um, but one thing about wrestling, and and something that you and I have kind of talked about um, a little bit, and I've seen firsthand, you 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 experience it, is yes. this what you and I are sort of calling a big guy stigma? Yes. Now, if we're not going to be snarky about it, yes. I guess I guess the other way would be that there's a certain expectation.
0: Oh yeah, so, that I have to or, that I'm that I'm supposed to wrestle a certain way because I'm six foot six foot five, three hundred thirty right. there, there, pounds.
1: There's a there's a <coughs> harsh
0: expectation. Yeah, now, let's call let's call a spade a spade. Absolutely. And so, but that's also because we're in Florida.
1: Also true. So you're already and, there's already an expectation laid there because we are in the South. We are um, in the
0: South. We are in Florida, and Florida, Florida, typically is known for being a more old school approach. Right. Like Florida has a more old school approach to wrestling than other places, you know. Not you know, not everybody can be. Uh, I believe it's uh, Calvin Tankman, is his name? Yes,
1: right. Who, who just can, got who, who just got signed?
0: Who just got signed to MLW? Who is six three, three fifty? Who can do a shooting star, right. a running shooting star?
1: But can even, I, even can if even if you could, that? even if you could do that today, what we're describing here I is I would get
0: cussed. You're getting, I would get yeah, cussed. you're you're
1: you're getting feedback from people that sometimes clash with that idea. And so I guess to kind of put a little bow on it before we start digging into it is there is a certain expectation from older fans, older vets that you should be wrestling like dusty Rhodes, You should be wrestling like Ron Bass senior. You should be wrestling like Ox Baker, those kind of like old school kind of ideas.
0: Absolutely.
1: Let's start with, the hardened facts before we get to your cross to bear yes so you're training at the lethal academy yep and i know there's some overlap between classes it's not a a, from what i've heard it's not like specifically like here are the 10 people in your class and you're never seeing anybody else until you graduate i know there's some kind of mixing and mingling but in your graduating class was there anybody even close to your size your weight class
0: nope so there there is very few people there is very few people that have come before me or after me at the school that are as big as I am.
1: Okay. So that being said, how did that affect your training?
0: Um, it didn't because I trained the same way everyone else did.
1: Now, see, that's that's where I think
0: obviously the... um sorry, I apologize for cutting no, you enough. off. Obviously there are things that were had to be modified in, in our training. Right. There are things that had to be modified, uh, for me, like learning how to front roll and back roll and, um, arm drag and things like that. Like, um, I don't ever do those things now. There's, there's not a huge need for me to do them. But as far as my training goes, like everyone else, I learned how to do it. Um, I learned how to take a hip toss. I I eventually learned how to do a front flip bump. I learned how to do it. Like all of this stuff I have done. I have, I have been taught how to do even if i will never use it because it's not fair for me to try I, to do something with someone without without someone else being doing it with me if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah
1: and and so i think that is kind of the catalyst for some of the static that you receive and i'm not uh, i don't want this to come across as like over dramatic. it's not like no. People are like, I refuse to watch your match because you took a bump. I'm no. just saying, like, there are times where you get static because you are not wrestling like it's 1978.
0: No, yes. I, uh, it, and you don't have to, you don't, trust me, you don't have to dance around it. It's true. There are some times where I get told, like, hey, you, you, like, he shouldn't, like, he shouldn't be able to. Um, like you should have no sold that, or like, you shouldn't have sold his offense. You shouldn't bump around like that. Like you got to make your bumps mean more. Like you got to do this, that, and the other, like, and I get it. I, I, I understand. I really do. Whether I agree or disagree, depending on the person, obviously, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, my goal is not to be Ron Bash Jr. the best big man in the Lethal Academy or the mm-hmm. best big man in Florida. My name I am ro- my goal is to be Ron Bash Jr. the best goddamn wrestler there is that just happens to be a big man. Right. Like you will recognize my talent before you recognize my size and that is that is my goal. And that's why I wrestle. Yes, I do I do have an old school style of wrestling but at the same time I can go right. I I feel like there are things that I can do that guys should guys, my shy size and guys that are considered my size shouldn't be doing.
1: Well, and so I think what's ultimately going to, well, and, and I want to dig a little more into this, but I think ultimately Absolutely. what may end up happening is you will discover your own balance yeah. of that. Yeah. Because, like, like, I don't, like I said, I don't necessarily disagree with, like, a vet telling you, like, oh, well, when you take, you know, when you come down, it needs to mean something. It can't yes. just be, like, you took ten bumps. I, I agree with that. Like, Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. We're trying to build a story, and if it's suddenly, like, yep, you and a guy a third of your size have equal strength, that's a tough story to tell. Absolutely. But I also agree with your point that that doesn't mean that you need to be shackled to, hey, guess what? You can only wrestle like you're Kevin Nash in '98, and that's yes. it. That's all you get yeah. to do. So
0: I am. It's uh, it's a it's a funny thing. Is like I may and I may. I'm saying this. I don't say this like I'm the best at it, but I'm a fan of it. Is uh, I love the fact that I was trained by David Mercury. I like technical wrestling. I like right. chain wrestling. No one wants me to ever chain wrestle because there's no point. Is what people say because of the sci- the power difference that is in a lot of our matches, my matches. You know what I mean?
1: Which I can see that. However, as soon as you said that, I immediately thought, holy Christ, if you put somebody in an STF or something like that. Yeah. It would be horrifying. Well, I
0: like, mean, I'm, I'm even thinking just like. Like an opening like just the opening of a match, you know, just a back and forth arm ringer, hammer lock reversal, side headlock, headlock takeover, feed back up, back into an arm ringer, like the you know, like hammerlock reversal into a fireman's carry, like now if can... it
1: was if it was me working with you, which yes. why would that ever be? I, mean... I wouldn't have a problem with that start. However, I would take it upon myself that I would need to sell this. Yes, like, like it's the second coming of Christ.
0: Absolutely, like
1: I think that would be but the if caveat. You, but because if, you if you put, you're doing that, and the other person is just going through the motions with you, then yes. it's going to just be like, well, then what? Even nothing matters. Then, like everyone's you, just equal.
0: Absolutely, but if you put me in the ring with a legitimate, like someone you could consider a quote unquote legitimate threat, like like a like a Zach Cooper, or mm-hmm. if I were to wrestle, if I were to wrestle John Davis again like, and I wanted to do that. Those two guys are someone that I could go back and forth with like that and have a little fun.
1: Right. And tell a different story and
0: tell a different story. Cause I find chain wrestling fun.
1: Right. And but that's what I'm saying is like, but I, I feel I, like that balance is not just, you're going to wrestle like other guys you trained with regardless yeah. of size. I think I, it's going to find that balance of like, you can do things that is not prototypical that, for big men but yes, like so you can still use it to tell a story and not just because I don't. And you can disagree. I don't think you're necessarily looking at this as like a, um, like a defiance thing. No. Like, like oh, I, I shouldn't be doing this, this, and this in my match. Well, guess what? I'm going to do that a hundred times now. I don't yeah, feel like no. it's that. I feel like it's a matter of you have certain skills. And
0: I kind of, I kind of did one thing in defiance.
1: That's yeah, that's youth. That's your young. You'll, yeah. you'll that'll burn out hopefully. Yeah, or else but you, you burn don't. Some you
0: yeah. But you just don't defy John Davis.
1: That's true. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, let's talk a little bit hold about, hold on.
0: I have, hold on. I have to pause. I did not defy John Davis in the match I had with him. There you I go. Probably, that I want I want to just put that there, put that on the jo- record. John told me about, I told him about a move that I like to do that. He told me, no, I don't think you should do that. It's too pretty. It's too pretty for you. So I did it in another match. Anyways.
1: That's a dangerous game you're playing.
0: It, it it was not a match that it was not a match where John was on the show. It wasn't even the same promotion. <laughs>
1: I did that I did that match in a claw I did that move in a ma- in a closet by myself and John yes. Davis still might know about it. He um,
0: still might know about it cuz he's that dude. Anyways, Punk Pro Wrestling. The
1: punk pro, M- yes, my my, my
0: second players. home, my, or my right. third home. My third right. home. Uh, um, I only say third home cuz Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling, this the promotion run Based out, you know, Jay and Jay's promotion, the school's promotion. Obviously that is my first that is my second home away from home. But then Punk Pro is now my home away from home, away from home.
1: So first of all, huge yes. honor. Second of oh, all No, thank uh,
0: you. Thank so, you for including So you me.
1: made your you made your debut on, yes. on the on the Secret Show series, which is available on YouTube. Yes. Um and came in as a singles act, by the yes. way, not as a tag team. Yes. So, without getting too much into the backstage, because we do have to try to keep an element of professionalism here.
0: Yeah. Let's
1: little, go over a little bit about. Let's go over a little bit about. Um, what about Punk Pro has has earned the the title of being your third home?
0: Can I be honest, man? And uh, my tag team partner cusses me up and down for this because he is old school to a fault. Like, Which
1: is not a bad thing, especially no, in the South.
0: No, not at all. But he's from Virginia, was raised on Mid-Atlantic and all that like that old school. The same stuff I was raised on, don't get me wrong, and the same stuff guys like Matt Kenway were raised on. But I like the quote unquote gimmick shit. <laughs> I like that. And I I want to be a part of it because I know deep down I'm never gonna really ever be a part of it. Like don't like I love it I personally love it the um what's the what's the uh, what's the thing uh the slow down the slowing down time in PWG I love that shit Right. the the uh the atomic drop grenade spot I yeah. love that shit just I I love it I love that kind of stuff like
1: that's that more entertaining than just fights yes
0: yes I I like I, I'm glad that I can call Punk Pro my my third home because it's less. It's not that it's less wrestling, but it's equal parts wrestling and sports entertainment.
1: Yes, that's exactly it, what we strive to be, and I'm glad is, that, that comes across.
0: Yes, it is equal parts sports entertainment and uh, and pure wrestling. You know, and I appreciate that, and I love that because at the end of the day, I want to be entertained you know
1: so so let me ask this then yes Um, and we can kind of be coy about it or at least be coy about it in the second one um of the 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 shows that you've been on a punk pro for anyone who isn't watching first of all shame on you but second of all it is an episodic uh schedule of releases of secretly filmed uh punk pro shows no audience undisclosed location between 25 and 30 minute episodes that drop uh, every Thursday at midnight. Um, So what was a personal highlight for you? Like, it doesn't have to be a match. I'm talking about a moment. And what was something that surprised you outside of stuff involved with you? And for the second one, if it's an episode that hasn't come out yet, let's try to be kind of coy and tease the people a little bit. But
0: that's, that's the thing is my favorite things. I immediately, the things I think of, my favorite things are from the second set of recordings
1: <laughs> all right, so the upcoming shit that's fine
0: yeah the, there there are two matches in particular, one of them I may or may not be involved in i can I plead the i cannot i can neither confirm nor deny, but there are two specific matches coming up that are oh my god they're just they're just entertaining that's they're so entertaining um but as far as as things that um things that have come up so far um nova aaron nova being with uh he, i mean he you could give him anything and he's gonna make magic right like
1: that is one thing that that i i i am very pleased with punk pro yes. is that being able to give aaron nova more of a platform
0: yes oh absolutely and I, and he deserves it in my opinion like Regardless of what people may say, like he he takes he will he, like he's gonna take whatever he was given and try to make it the best thing on the show.
1: Every well, time. and on on his episode of the of the Cast, when I interviewed him one on one, we had it out about his first impressions of Punk Pro and how he changed his mind over time, and and yeah. and, and how he kind of really became a part of the the universe that we were building. Oh, absolutely! So, uh, you know, to, to compare that versus what we saw at the secret show, I feel like it's really kind of come full circle for him,
0: which is awesome. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's hard for me. I got, I'm trying to remember back to the, the first show only because, and, and like, and I'm going to be completely candid here. Like there was a, like we have our, our production meeting. If I can, if I'm allowed to talk about no, that, that's
1: fine. That's fine.
0: Like, you know, like any, any kind of show, there's a meeting. And they're going through. They're announcing the matches, and none of us know who's wrestling who at this point. And all of a sudden, we hear some. I hear someone go, "Yeah, Ron Bass Junior. versus John Davis." And the whole and I know you were there for it, yes. but the whole room went fucking quiet. Yes, and uh, like there was like a it was either quiet or a, ooh. and then you hear our wonderful friend Zach Cooper go, "Yeah, I'm here for that shit." <laughs> right. And like for a, for a brief moment, like I, I had to, I had to zone in cause I'm like, holy shit, I'm wrestling John Davis. Yeah. Like I'm wrestling. I re- like, I got to wrestle John Davis this early in my career and I didn't shit the bed.
1: Right. Yeah. That's the be- That's the greatest feel good story of, of, of this decade is you uh, didn't shit the bed.
0: No, I, I, I hung with John Davis.
1: He you lived gave- to tell the tale.
0: I lived to tell the tale. Eh, I, I mean, I didn't. I didn't come out of that match the same. Well, I'll tell you that. No one ever does. Think, I don't think any of us did. I don't think any of us did. Um, he gave me the nod of the pr- the nod of approval after the match, like, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Like, I I earned this, and it was uh, it was it was a mix of that and um, the second show where that solidified that I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, I'm not just a Well, hey, he's local. Like, let's bring him out and have him come do the first show and we'll see what happens. Like it's it like after the second show, it's solidified, like, yeah, this is my place. Mm -hmm. Like like there like we can we can work some things because I always told myself Punk Pro was gonna be a place for me to have fun. Right. Punk pro was gonna be a place for me to to practice things that I'm not gonna normally get to do in a regular ring. Like doing the kind of old school Outlaw cowboy slash biker thing, like I might you know wrestling in jeans or doing this or doing that, whatever it is. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like Punk Pro is. I think I, I I'm dude. I'm all over the place. I apologize, but <laughs> I I can't, when I start talking, I start to ramble. Um, but I can't really. I honestly, man, I can't solidify one thing because that's what makes Punk Pro so great. Is you you hear me talking about all this stuff?
1: Like, yeah, there's a lot of different flavors to it.
0: I think that's what makes punk pro so special in general, not just for me, but like everybody is there to have fun and to just perform. Mm. Like the secret shows, obviously, we have no crowd. The crowd is the other wrestlers on the show. right. And when you have your pe- when you have your peers, you know that's the kind of the beauty of it is when you have your peers watching you. And you have your friends and like people you respect and care about watching you, you're going to do things to try. You're going to try your best to make what you're doing as good as possible. Right. And, and that's what, I think that's what everyone brings to punk pro. So I can't really, besides the two things on the, um, the upcoming shows that we cannot discuss right now.
1: Um, honestly, Wait, we can leave them. We can leave with a teaser.
0: Yes. Um, you
1: earned, you earned your first. Holy shit. Your earn, your first oh I was organic even talking, uh, holy shit
0: I wasn't even talking about that
1: oh I'm talking about that that was a big moment for me
0: oh that was a huge moment for me don't get me wrong um but it was the other match that I'm involved in mm-hmm. is what I'm referencing
1: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then
0: there is a certain tag match yes, yes. there is a certain t- yep see the minute I m- I mentioned it now you now, those are I'm talking about those two those are my favorite moments from my holy shit chant aside those right. two are my, are my favorite moments from that show but at the same time that whole bo- both shows top to bottom were fantastic they were solid they were good shows with good content like i can't pick one deep down good good i rambled please what's your next question i'm sorry <laughs> so
1: uh let me start with a uh I'm gonna I'm gonna break uh formation here and go with one of a standard question here. Yes. Uh so when you're on the road, when you're traveling, making the yes. the drives, making the towns, and it's late. Yes. You hear your partner Dan Starling's uh tummy grumbling. Yes. It's time to grab something to eat while you're on the road. Yes. Um, what is your go to? What is your number one choice?
0: Um it's whatever you your- it's whatever scumbag fast food is available. Um <laughs> Uh, honestly, um, <laughs> it's terrible, but it's whatever scumbag fast foods available unless we're in. But that's but that's more so in Georgia, like our drives back from Georgia. It's like there's one McDonald's. And then it's a bunch of shady gas stations that you don't want to stop and eat, get food at. So it's like McDonald's or nothing, at least when we're wrestling in Florida. It's a OK, there's a Wawa here mm-hmm. or a, or another place there. So it's normally a Wawa or a McDonald's. For me if it's a wawa it's um it depends cuz if I finish my water from that I bring with me for the show if I finish my water I get a bottle of water I get a, some type of soda and I get a sandwich normally a uh, chicken cheese steak with provolone cheese extra cheese I know I'm getting into detail but I know your your viewers or your listeners want that juicy shit but they do they want to know what Ronnie Bass likes to eat just in case um any fans ever want to bring me food or beverage at shows? <laughs> right. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Uh, blue Gatorades and Red Mountain Dew. Hint, hint.
1: Excellent. <laughs> um, uh, and then, are, you, are you a, a fan of uh, the Gobbler at Wawa during the Thanksgiving month? I've never had it.
0: I've never what? had it. What? Yes, I've never had it. Because Thanksgiving is fucking sacred, Zach Romero. Do not put leftovers on a... Si- do not Do not put freshly made food on a sandwich and try to call it a leftover meal
1: don't first of all we're this is i went we there genuinely get we're we're getting some issues here Number i two, went there we're gonna for for content alone we're gonna have to film you eating a gobbler for the first time That's and we to see the fucking tear in your eye when you're proven wrong because it's god's gift to food
0: And you know what's going to happen, Zach Romero, and I'm going to – you're going to cuss me for this. You're going to hate me for saying it. It's going to be the same thing when I ate the Popeye's chicken sandwich for the first time. It's good, but it's not going to be as good as you make it out to be.
1: Oh, you're a bullshitter. (laughs) You're a bullshitter. (laughs) You get the sweet potatoes on it. Are you fucking out of your mind? And the the goddamn – the stuffing and the turkey and the cranberry, you're out of your goddamn mind.
0: I do love me a good sweet potato.
1: There you go. All right. So
0: let's, all right,
1: let's finally get to it. We fucking made it. We're doing it. Let's talk about star Wars. Yes. So you said at the start of this interview that you've got some hot takes, you've got some controversies. Yeah. So I want to get into this. I wouldn't
0: say, I wouldn't say hot takes or controversies, but I have what I consider to be the ultimate playlist, the ultimate watch through. Like the ultimate um order, like the order that you should watch the Star Wars movies in
1: okay let me see, let me hear it for
0: complete content for complete continuity of the story, start to finish, okay? I have what I believe is the best way to watch Star Wars so you you have to start with Rogue one okay, naturally uh, just for obvious reasons, you start with Rogue One. Because then Rogue One precedes four, obviously. Mm -hmm. For anyone that, sorry, spoiler alert. For anybody that hasn't seen Rogue One, uh, the end scene of the end scene of Rogue One is the beginning scene of Episode Four. Mm -hmm. So you go Rogue One, Episode Four, Episode Five. Because Episode Five is when uh, the big reveal happens. You know, Luke, I am your father. Blah blah blah. Then you watch those two. You watch the struggles of Luke Skywalker trying to find himself as a Jedi, being trained by Yoda. He has the big blow off with his dad. Then you go off to one. Yes, yes, I'm so,
1: saying. So, it. so, so, we hit the uh, you
0: hit, you hit narratively
1: the-, the lowest of lows for yes. Lucas's friends. Yes. and then we do giant flashback, giant flashback,
0: because okay. then you watch one, two, and three, and you watch the pa- you you begin to watch the parallels of the parallels of of of, of Darth Vader's training compared to his son's and you see the difference of what happens when the you know the the training goes wrong when as Yoda would say fear turns to anger anger turns to hate hate turns to the dark side you watch one two and three and you see where and three where everything went wrong so then you can get catch the parallels you can see where everything went wrong and then you come back to six to watch Darth, you know, you see all this, everything that happened to him, and then you come back to 6 to watch this big, beautiful redemption of of Darth Vader, Anakin, Skywalker. Are you following me still?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then you just watch 7, 8, and 9 because they're, in my opinion, they're just separate. Not they're Obviously, they're in, like, their canon in the storyline, but they tell a different story.
1: So, wait a minute. So, do you watch... Do you, so you you watch so here's the dangerous element do you yeah. watch so you go rogue one four three, five five one, one two, two three, three six, six seven eight
0: nine seven eight nine okay yep yeah where, I do, know.
1: where do you fit the mandalorian in there
0: um zach you're gonna hate me for this but i haven't seen a single episode
1: oh you should you really should i
0: i, I want to and I, I i very much want to i just um I, I don't have Disney plus right now. i never like, I'm so behind on so many shows. Like it's just another streaming service. I have to download or I have right. to pay for.
1: Well, I was just going to say, not, I am I'm taking not, on
0: the, is... uh, I, sorry, I, we keep, we keep doing this. <laughs> I, uh, I am, I have taken on the, the, uh, the monstrous task of watching supernatural start to finish. Why? Because I mean, I'm, Oh, what I, a
1: great show. That's excellent. But also why?
0: because I've never seen or I've never I've never I had never seen it I've seen one episode and it, when I was young when it had first come out and I remember watching I was like oh this is a show I could probably watch and then one day I just decided hey I remember this this the episode from when I watched this as a kid let's start from start to beginning and then I realized oh fuck there's 15 seasons of this show and oh, fuck uh,
1: this show won't die
0: yeah uh, I'm in the and I'm only in the middle of season five.
1: Well, you'll have something interesting to talk with Luna about because she has made that journey as well. Oh yes. Yes. But no, without hyping it, uh, Mandalorian. Fantastic. Um, it made me give a shit about star Wars. Oh, I've, I've obviously known of Star Wars. I've watched Star Wars. But you were but,
0: never a Star Wars person.
1: Yeah, just sort of indifferent about it. And yeah. uh Mandalorian it, it made me give a shit. So okay. that's my uh, that's my little seal of approval for it. Oh yeah. Okay. And it takes place uh between um Return of the Jedi and sort of where we are now. So Okay. So it, it kinda fits in that little sweet spot.
0: Yeah. Heck yeah. I am uh, I'm just an overall big movie person. Excellent. That's that's one of those things that comes from my old man. He was he was big into two things was movies and roller coasters. Like so that that
1: takes me to my next moment, my next yeah. thing. So I've got the famous final two questions that we have to get to here. We oh, have God. to let you get your shit in. But <laughs> just as how many opportunities do we have to talk to, you know, a second gen wrestler? Yeah. Can you, without getting too personal? Yeah. But just kidding, get very personal. Absolutely. Get, can you give me a painfully specific slice of life with your dad um like it, something like that you said like movies and roller coasters just something just painfully specific of just like my dad blah 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 blah, blah.
0: like what do you mean painfully specific like i'm like, talking
1: like how does your how did your dad like his eggs like i'm talking oh. just minutia because you know there is an element of mystique to Ron Bass as your dad, like as a, um, as, a, as a, as a, you know, staple of, of wrestling of that era. So over easy,
0: over easy. <laughs> number one, over easy, but not just, <laughs> but not just over easy. If he was making them, it was bacon, cook the bacon first, fry the eggs in the bacon grease, and then serve.
1: Oh, good man. Yes. Good man.
0: My dad's from the South. Like that, <laughs> My dad's from the south, brother. Like this is how we did it, and then he would strain the leftover bacon grease into a mason jar, and like sometimes he would reuse it, and then sometimes it was just so it would cool, and then he could pour it out. Um, interesting. There, there are multiple, multiple like little painfully specifics. Um, my dad was my my dad was big into board games because he was competitive as all all hell. So his his main two games, whenever I would stay with him, um, we would play Scrabble. But that was a big Scrabble guy. And we would play Rummy uh, Cube. Rummy Cube. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. And uh, two of my favorite games now, obviously, because of my old man. Uh, every weekend we would play those. But um, with the movies thing. Um, it was every, every weekend I, I, I used to, when, uh, when I was young, my parents got divorced, you know, and I don't mind getting into details. Like I'm very open about my life. I'm very, you know, there's very few things I shy away from. So whenever I would go stay with him, we would have, uh, our weekend routine was the same. Uh, we'd get a pizza on Friday night from, there was a hungry Howie's down the street. We'd get sausage pizza. We would watch SmackDown. Then Saturday we would get up, we'd go to the gym together. And like this that was more like my teenage years, but we would go to the gym together. Saturday afternoon we would have lunch. We uh my dad would take a nap, I'd play my PlayStation. <laughs> uh and then at night he'd say, Hey, um and this one this one will help you not feel as old, Zach. Uh he would he would have me pick up the phone and call the movie theater and listen oh. and listen for the uh for the 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 showings. And then if there was a movie that he wanted to see that sounded good we'd go see a movie.
1: Excellent, excellent. Yeah.
0: Sunday we'd get up and go to church and then after church we'd go to um one of a few places we'd go to a Red Lobster. Uh like we'd go to like a Red Lobster um a Piccadilly. There's another old school throw to me it's an old school throwback is a Piccadilly. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about.
1: No, no idea.
0: There was a restaurant called Piccadilly that was like a um how do yeah. I explain this? It was one of those. Um, it was like a an old. It was like an old school family style place where you would go through this long cafeteria style line and then pick your meal for the for the day, like whatever you wanted to eat. You'd pay for it up front, kind of like a uh, have you, like a sweet, almost like a Sweet Tomatoes. Okay. Like you know you know how you go through the 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 salad bar line first. Yes. At Sweet Tomatoes, it was like that, but you would pick your entrees. I don't know okay. how to. I don't know how to explain what the hell Piccadilly was like, but <laughs> it, like. But I digress. There was only one that I ever knew of, and they 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 tore it down a couple years ago. Or it was a Chinese buffet. There was a Chinese buffet in Tampa that we used to go to. Okay. But there's some painfully specific, some painfully specific, um, interactions of what it was like living with my old man, and everything. Everything smelled like cigars. That of was that was his thing. Is he smoked cigars? all day every day basically he'd have like two like two or three a day he just That's... liked just he just liked to smoke cigars and he mm-hmm. and they weren't and he never smoked name brands he we'd always drive down to Ebor and he'd get like custom like hand rolled from like a specific shop in Ebor Interesting so, Yeah Yeah
1: I appreciate those very painfully specific uh memories
0: <laughs> Absolutely no problem
1: so let's go into our famous two questions here that we've yes. asked every guest that we've ever had in the show's history. Yes. Uh, so question number one, uh, let's let's really, uh, other than us arguing about WawaFu, let's really take the mood down for a moment here.
0: <laughs> yes. In
1: the incredible performance art known as professional wrestling, we lose a lot of talents early. Yes. And so with that in mind, who is a uh, wrestler? person involved with wrestling whatever the case may be uh that is no longer alive that you wish you could work with talk to whatever the case is eddie guerrero okay now now here's the thing yes it's a very common answer so i have to ask you which variation of eddie would you want to talk with
0: so um this is the thing um uh i just wanted him as a person not like 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 him as a person more than anything Um, just because, uh, I had a few interactions with him with, uh, with my dad, you know, you know, we would go, I, I beg dad, dad, please take me to a show, take me to this show, take me to that show. And he would take me if I wanted, if I really wanted to go and he would take me to shows. And if Eddie was on the show, Eddie, when my dad was talking to like the older guys, Eddie would just like an uncle would just take me around the locker room. Like, Hey guys, like, Hey guys, this is so-and-so. And we, he would just hang out with me. So Eddie, Eddie is someone that I would just like to do on a personal level that just, he also just happens to be involved in wrestling, but also not for me to work with him, but like just to see the things he would have done in the early two thousands and 2010s. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Cause let's be real for a moment. If Eddie was still alive and still, he'd still be involved in wrestling in some capacity. And just the just the idea of him being involved in any kind of any kind of anything, a backstage role, uh, an on-screen role, anything. Like, imagine if he had been the raw general manager instead of Kurt Angle. Imagine like that kind of stuff. That's why, like, it's I don't I don't wish he would come. Like, he could have still be here for me, like to to work him or to talk to him. Obviously, I'd want to talk to him. And have him critique everything I ever do, but like what he could what he could have provided for the era of wrestling now since he's been gone, I feel like is just invaluable. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know what I mean. I don't know if that's a common answer, but that's that's that is
1: certainly not a common answer. So very, you you flipped it right around.
0: But that's my story, and I'm sticking to it.
1: Excellent. (laughs) Now, uh, second question. Yes, we here at the IndyCast believe that every animal in nature is given certain evolutionary traits to ensure its survival. Yes. Giraffes have long necks, rhinos, big horns, et cetera, et cetera. Our yes. belief is that human beings as an animal, their evolutionary trait is their ability to use tools. So with that being said, Ron Bass Jr., if yes, you sir. had to fight any animal, what would it be? And what weapon do you use?
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> this is
0: difficult can i can I hear a uh can I hear a preview of like what have what have other guests said
1: uh we've had a w- big variety of answers because sometimes we've got animal lovers and and so we've done like mythical creatures um we've done um wanting to fight a a bear with bare hands as a pun yeah. um, we had uh, Sidney Logan... Bacabella, uh said that he would fight a uh an ant with a tack hammer because he always books himself to win. Um, so there's been all kinds. There's been. All I kinds. like
0: that. Um, uh, don't ever ask Logan Cruz about the bobcat. Number one. Oh boy. That's a, don't ever ask him about a bobcat because uh, that's a thing about the bobcat or the baby, for that matter. But um, mm. I want to have. Oh, this is difficult. I want to. F- I want to have a good old fashioned fist fight with a minotaur. There you go. Because a minotaur is a, a tough tough bad sum bitch and ronnie bass is a tough bad sum bitch and i just i want to fight a minotaur cuz you you said mythical creatures and i immediately knew where i was going
1: good good that's an excellent answer and i, and I knew where
0: i was going but it's going to be what was the movie with uh danny mcbride god he was in a he was in a terrible comedy movie where he killed a minotaur and then cut its penis off and wore it as a necklace
1: i i don't know and that was the that that's was very powerful though
0: that's what and that's what I thought of. Obviously I wouldn't cut its penis off and wear it as a necklace cuz I'm not a savage.
1: Fair enough. That's good. Okay. Fair enough.
0: But oh. like I I just I want to fight a minotaur with my bare hands.
1: Fair enough? Uh so now it's the uh part of the show which we do yes. have official permission from Brian Cage uh to get your shit in. So tell people where can they follow you on social media? Where can <laughs> they buy your merch? Um let the people know how to get a hold of you.
0: Yes. Um uh, do not add me on Facebook because I only have one Facebook and it's my personal one. Do not add me there. Please and thank you. But anywhere else, uh, at Instagram and at Twitter, Ron Bash Jr. R O N B A S S J R. Real oh, simple. Um the only merch I have currently it is tag team merch with my uh, so pro wrestling teescom slash the good old boys, and that is G O O D O L. There is no E in our name. Fun fact. It is uh, it is O L apostrophe. Damn right. Fun fact.
1: Excellent. Well, yes. uh, Ronnie, thank that. you so much for Absolutely. joining us here, sitting down with my very also, obnoxious uh, interview skills. Oh, no. uh, we can't thank you enough. Thanks to all the dozens and dozens sticking with us through this tumultuous time. Yes, and uh, also, for, yes. If
0: if I may, um, just going to put this into the universe. Uh, what it? You, Zach Romero, you can do with this if you will. But I am, I am open to talk singles merch designs, possibly headed up at by uh, onefullygimmick.com.
1: The man knows how to sell. No, that's perfect. Of course, we're interested. Uh, that, I do, that discussion, I do That's a discussion for off mic. But uh, nevertheless, <laughs> thank you all so much for listening and supporting the Wrestling Nerds yes. Radio Network. For everybody who is not here with me, I am Zach Romero. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, juicies. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker.
0: Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. Thank we are know.
1: we're touching wieners, Not touching weird. wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin.